disclaimer. This show contains some strong language. Wash your mouth out with soap and water. Listening to Hugh Rain's Sodcast. And here's your host, Hugh Rain. Hello, and welcome to a globally conscious Sodcast. As I sail the podcast waters once more, I hope to transport you to a remote island of joy. And this isn't just some sort of post production soundscape. I'm literally sailing across the ocean in a bathtub, trying to escape the responsibilities of a modern man. In today's show, I'm talking to writer Claire Wellham as she washes the dishes and shares some of her travel stories. Also on the show, I'll be looking into eco-friendly alternatives and some around-the-world-themed products, plus all the usual stupidity. Right, should I turn port or starboard? I'll toss a coin. Oh, bollocks. That was a two-pound coin. Enjoy the show. Product review time. 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 Now... I'm a bath lover. I think we've established that. So rather than taking multiple showers, my neighbour Daz has kindly agreed to review some around-the-world shower products. Uh, just a note, he did get some of the details wrong, so you might hear my voice a couple of times with corrections. Over to Daz. Alright, it's Daz. I'm back today with another product review for lockdown, yeah? And today, we're going to be taking a look at Imperial Leather Shower Products. And we're going to go on a round-the-world trip. Oh, bloody hell. So I've got these four here. I've also got this one. It's called Enchanted Escape and Midnight Orchard. Orchid. Well, that's for, like, a bath. So maybe you could have that with, like, a tin or, like, you know, like a really nice bottle of wine. Like a five pounder or something like that. So yeah, I'm going to go through them one at a time, have a bit of a shower and tell you what I think of them. So first of all, we've got this one here, look. Uh, Moroccan Sunset and Golden Aragon Oil. Aragon Oil. Sounds like something from Lord of the Rings or something, doesn't it? That one actually comes in a big size and all, so I'll get like a massive one for your bath, yeah? Right, where was I? So... I'll be testing these out for you now. Right, so... There we go, testing... Oh, bloody hell. Right, so I've tested it out. Um, as far as I know, Morocco's like... Morocco. It's sort of a made-up place on, like, Aladdin or something, so it's hard to judge it based on that. So I'd probably give that one five stars. Right, so on to the next one. Right, so next up we got this one here. What's it called? Like, 
Polynesians. Polynesian. Paradise. Uh, is that Sweaty Pony or something? Sweet Peony. Sounds horrible. Anyway, we'll give it a go. Right, so... Oh, just... Oh, bloody... Yeah, just tested that one out, eh? And, uh, To be honest, it smells a bit like an old lady's perfume, like something my nan would wear. Although, I won't hear a bad word against my nan. She went hard as chuff. I once saw a fight off a bulldog mastiff with one slipper. So, you know what I mean? Proper respect. Uh, stress of the ordeal did actually kill her in the end, but, you know, rest in peace. Um, maybe we should just have, like, like a moment of respect. And it really got, like, a good lather up around me, Nad, so I'll probably give it five stars. Right, so what we got next? We got this one here. Fijian Waterfall. Fijian Waterfall. And... Zesty Bergamot. Bergamot. Um, revitalizing. Revitalizing. Right, like, is that like a butter or something? Uh, anyway, give that a go. Alright, so, yeah, that one smelled alright. Um, like, I'm not sure what this Gary Wilmot flavour is, but... Bergamot. It smells alright, and, uh, I think I'd probably give it, um... I'd probably give it five stars. Right, but look at this on back, so I noticed on back, yeah? Where is it? It says it here, look. Rich and creamy lather. Dermancologicums tested. Jesus Christ. Suitable for all skin types. Yeah? So, it's worth noting. Imperial leather. Not racist. Right, so last up, we got this tropical rainforest. Uh, an exotic papaya. Papaya. That bursting with fragrance says there. And again, that comes in like a massive size, yeah? Like twice as big, look. Yeah, sounds magical, doesn't it? Like, just imagining all places this sort of conjures up in my mind. Like the noble people of the forest. Chattering monkeys. You know, the whole place alive with nature. Just sums up such a magical... Exotic faraway place. Yeah, smells like Umbongo, that one. You know what I mean? Um, so, I'll probably give it five stars because it really got into me nooks and crannies, so. Um, yeah, uh, here's a word of warning though from past experience. Do not be tempted to taste it, yeah? Especially when you're drunk. No matter how much it smells like Umbongo, do not drink it, yeah? Trust me on that one. Alright, so hope you enjoyed my review, yeah? Hope it's given you like a bit of entertainment in your lockdown. Um, don't forget to smash that like button and subscribe for more fantastic videos. Uh, I've had about 10 new subscribers in the last six months and that takes us to over 60. So things are really happening for us now. So yeah, stay safe and uh, see you later. Right. How do I turn this off now? Right, I think that's it. Alright. Right. Get a bit of talcum powder on me, gooch. Uh, thanks, Daz. Bath bomb! Hello.
Um, I'm just walking up this mountain in search of a temple that I've heard around here because I've been hoping to um, elevate my mind. Just approaching the top now. Hopefully the temple's up here. Or at the very least, some sort of wise old monk who can help me. Ah, oh, what's this? Some sort of plinth. There's something on top of it. What's this? It's a bath bomb. Some sort of inscription on the side. The lush temple of the sky, lemon orange luxury bath bomb. 5.95. Looking to elevate your mind? I am. Just fill your tub and toss in this blue and gold fizzer for a fast dose of refreshment. The citrusy scents of sweet wild orange and Sicilian lemon oils will have you breathing easy, while the swirling turquoise waters transport you to the tropical destination of your dreams. Get away from it all, even if it's just for an hour. An hour? It's a long bath. Right, let's give this a go. Um, it's got a sort of yellow golden temple on the top and sort of blue and white swirly sky pattern around the edges. In it goes. Well, the blue and yellow is mixing together and it's making my bath all green. It's quite an intense colour and the smell of orange and lemon is just wafting over me and bringing what I can only imagine is enlightenment. Ah. Yep. I can feel my mind elevating as we speak. I can also feel some other bits of myself elevating too. Meiji! <sighs> Bath bomb! Bath bomb! Oh! Oh! Now I'm not going to lie to you, over the episodes I've gone through a lot of plastic. I'm sorry! But it's time for me to make amends and change my habits. So, here are some products to help me along the way. A fucking saving the world! The power is yours! Well first off, I'm using Fairy Liquid, but the bottle is made with recycled ocean plastic. It says on the back, this bottle is made with 100% recycled plastic, 10% being proudly collected by thousands of volunteers from oceans, rivers, lakes and beaches. Huh, volunteers from oceans, rivers, lakes and beaches. Like sea people. With this limited edition, we hope to raise awareness of ocean pollution and invite our fairy brand lovers to recycle. And you know what I like about recycled plastic? It's got a sort of discoloured appearance, but I really like that aesthetic. Five bubbles. A fucking save in the world. So I'm scrubbing a pan with this. It's called the squidgy thing from Creative. We got this from a garden centre and it's described as a hygienic and reusable silicon sponge. It says on the front of the packet, Instar TV, 
which I suppose is like saying as seen on TV, but what they really mean is one of those little TVs you get in garden centres. Says on the back, super strong and durable. No need to throw away sponges. Residue free, odourless and antibacterial. Scratch proof, flexible, resistant to high temperatures, can be used as an oven glove. And loads more. I bought this as I was led to believe it would replace sponges and pan scourers. Well, you still need a sponge or cloth to wipe down the surfaces. This product doesn't do that. I tried to use it on a Pyrex meat roaster, which had been in soak overnight. This product did not clean it, despite vigorous scrubbing, but my sponge did clean it. As it has already failed on two accounts, I'm not inclined to trust it to pick up hot pans. Another piece of indestructible tat cluttering up the thing. Great for light cleaning. I bought this a week ago because I wanted to find ways to have more sustainable products in my house, rather than constantly throwing away sponges. It's great for light cleaning, nothing too greasy, easy to wipe the sides over, etc. Good product for what I wanted, but doesn't completely replace scrubbers slash sponges. Thing I like about it is, listen to this. It's got these little prongs all over it and it's really pleasant to touch. It doesn't quite get into all the nooks and crannies of my chocolate milkshake-ridden cups. And you do have to wash food out of it, but it's a handy little device. I'll give it three bubbles. A fucking in the world. Now, what the squidgy thing is missing is a scouring side. But luckily for me, I have this. A Safix scrub pad which is made from organic coconut fibre and is biodegradable and compostable. So when I've finished with it, I can bury it in the garden. I just used it for the first time and so far quite impressed on how much of a good replacement this is for regular plastic sponges. It retains enough water to create foam and is flexible enough to get those corners clean. It may be a bit tricky for others, as it was for me in washing kitchen knives, but I am sure I'll get there with time. Great product. We'll reorder. Took a while, but now I love them. I was missing a little bit the soft part of the sponges, because they don't feel soft when new. But they do remove everything else amazingly well. My husband wants to get them for everybody, so that everyone will stop using sponges. (laughs) Says here that it stays fresh and effective for months, uses less soap, but produces more suds, and will remove the most baked-on grease effortlessly, but will not scratch your non-stick pans or delicate china. I like it. It's pretty effective as a scourer, and let's admit it, it's a bit weird. Four bubbles. A fucking shake in the world. I bought this scrub pad from the Zero Yorkshire Zero Waste Company, that's zerowasteyorkshire.com, offering locally sourced, ethical, organic and plastic-free products, and they have a shop nestled in the Colne Valley, Huddersfield. It wasn't exactly cheap at two quid for what is essentially just a scourer, but can you put a price on the earth? A fucking thing in the world! The power is yours! Also from Zero Yorkshire, I picked up some bath products, free from the burden of plastic packaging and as naked as I am right now. 
So here's a white lavender glycerin soap called Alter Slash Native by Suma. It was 175. It smells absolutely brilliant. And it's see-through. I give it five bubbles. A fucking saving the world. And finally, I also bought a tea tree shampoo bar for two pounds. Now, I've never used a shampoo bar before, so I've been struggling to work out how to actually use it. I think you... Yes, you just rub it onto your head. Whoa, that's working up a right lather. Oof, but it doesn't have sting the eyes. Four bubbles. A fucking thing in the world. So what am I going to do with all this leftover plastic from my imperial leather obsession? Well, I read that many branches of the body shop will now take plastic bottles of any kind to recycle. So I popped in during the fun pandemic to find out. Hi. Hiya. Um, have you got a recycling bin? So we do not have a plastic contamination portion of it. We'll email you around with after the Okay, that's fine. I'll uh, just uh, keep hold of them for With now. The, all, everything that we sell, apart from the black plastic tops, everything else can go in your normal recycling. Right, okay. Um, yeah. It's just that the black plastic, obviously, we try and just turn them into new tops. So yeah. in the meantime, if you are getting overrun, you can pop it in your own blue bin or whatever, but yeah, we're just waiting to start it back up again. <laughs> I like the idea of getting overrun. Just bottles everywhere. <laughs> They're attacking! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, thanks a lot. No worries, mate. You too. So, that's confused me a bit, because it sounds as if you can just recycle them yourself anyway, unless the, the body shop's own black plastic lids. Well, I tried. <laughs> a fucking thing in the world! Yours. It's time for dishwashing and chat with this week's guest. Let's go. Hello. Today we're in my kitchen with <laughs> guest eleven. Who the hell do you think you are? Hello, uh, I am Claire. And Claire. What the hell do you think you're doing? Um, doing your washing up because I currently don't have a residence, so we can't do it at my house. Yeah. The deal was, you'd come here and I would cook dinner. Tea. <laughs> so I'd cook tea, but you'd have to wash up. And uh, you could have had anything in the world, mm-hmm. but what did you ask for? I asked for a child's tea. Now, if you could have any meal in the world, why, why a child's tea, Claire? Because... I have missed your generic turkey dinosaurs, potato, well not potato waffles actually, I did request smiley faces. I couldn't find any. They're everywhere. Well not in Sainsbury's. Literally but. everywhere in Yorkshire. Um, mm. And either baked beans or spaghetti hoops or mushy peas, some We're, kind of wet. Oh I didn't know you liked mushy peas, we could have had those, I would have enjoyed that. We can have it for dessert. Oh interesting. Well, the main reason we're here is to do the washing up. Mm-hmm. There's also going to be some talk later, but the washing up's the thing. And uh, I haven't... Well, I've just, I just piled it up. Yeah, but there's not that much because what I... I also tactically chose a child's tea because I knew there wouldn't be much washing up There were no pans, a couple of trays and a couple of plates. They're very saucy, though. Yeah, but you haven't put the tinfoil no, in I, the bin. I wanted to see how you handled it. It depends if the tray's greasy mm. underneath. 
Well, as this is a bit of a zero waste special, you could rinse that off and reuse it. How do you feel about that? I feel fine, but I wouldn't be the one reusing it, so it's only if it would work for you and your needs. Mm-hmm. Will those sizes work? I thought you were saying me and my niece. Or her, whoever wants to use it. Yeah. I won't judge. So anyway, uh, if you'd like to get cracking, Claire. I actually have to do this. You do? It will take you five minutes. What is this sponge? It's like a baby. Well, well actually, these sponges, we're, not, we're, we're going to disregard those. I've got here a special sponge. It's called Safix Scrub Pad. Oh, it's biodegradable. That looks like a bunch of pubes. It's biodegradable and compostable. It's made from uh, organic coconut fibre. Wow, it feels really awful. It does remind me of my own nether <laughs> So I have to use this? You don't have to. You can use one of these sponges if you like, or the uh, the brush. How do you want me to do it? Do you want me to fill the sink? Or However do you, you like to do it. However you like to do it. What's less wasteful? You're making me think about it now. Mm. And also we're using fairy liquid and the bottle's made from uh, recycled ocean plastic. That's really nice of you. Yeah. There is a lot of plastic We've in the We've really ocean. done a lot for the world. Well, all you've done is buy two things. Yeah. How much was that? Uh, it's about a pound. Pound fifty. Fair dues. I think, you know, as long as you use everything, then... That's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. This isn't going anywhere. Uh, you have to push the, <laughs> the plug in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Everybody's sinks different. Like, everybody's TVs, microwaves, or mm-hmm. phones. I feel yeah. uncomfortable using them. Okay. So, I should use a little <laughs> bit of this. Yeah. That's enough. Very conservative amount there. Well, we've not got a lot of thing. Actually, no, just a little bit more. You did buy it for this occasion. I did. You didn't actually buy it to help save the ocean. No, it's just for this. It's just an awful thing. I'm going to chuck it out once it's finished. I think you should. <laughs> Into the street. Like Extinction Rebellion deal with it. Right. Well, I'm glad to have you on, Claire. Do you know why? Why? Because, well, first of all, how do we know each other? We used to work together, didn't we? Yes, we did. You, Great times. You were uh, an editor. Yes. And I was a waitress in a cocktail bar. Yeah, and I was an alcoholic. You were a, uh, a greeting card editor. Still kind of am. Second one we've had on, a sh- on the show. And at the same sink, too. Um, she did it here as well? Yes, she did, yeah. But I washed up that time. Oh, I should not have told you that. What? The, the, I don't need to be doing this. Yeah, you do. Do you have any gloves? Because this is really... Gloves? Hard. No, what am I saying? I don't use gloves. Hold on. I'll, I'll equal it out. Okay. There you go. Perfect. But if it wasn't for you, the Sudcast would not exist. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Basically, uh, this was, um, <clears throat> we were talking at work. Oh, well, you see, you're just pouring the uh, saucy water straight into the <laughs> Yeah, because look, it's pretty much gone. Interesting. I mean, there's a little sink here just for that very reason, but... Uh, yeah. No, that's for um, tea bags and shit. Oh, it's fine. I'll be rewashing these tomorrow anyway. Yeah, good. You probably should. I do a really <laughs> bad job. But we were talking about business plans at work. You had an idea for, um, uh, what was it, like an anger management thing in some shipping containers in New Zealand wasn't New Zealand, it could be anywhere in the world. And that's still a really good idea, I think. It is, but it's even better when I... What was your original name for it? Oh, I, I genuinely can't remember. Well, what you can remember is the uh, superior name that I came up with, which Con- was Contain Your Anger. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's good, that, isn't it? But listen, I don't want the two people that listen to this podcast to steal my idea. For? For Contain Your Anger. Mm, I think you're okay. Well, I tell you something, 
Actually, no, it's good that we have this on tape because then if it does become a thing, I we've, can be we've credited. Documented it. How's that sponge working out for you? Not the sponge, the scourer. Um, it feels pretty awful, but it's, I mean, it's doing it. It's doing Look. the job, isn't it? It's, it's holding against, together. Like, feel that against your, like, on the edge. It's really uncomfortable. Okay. Like they could have rounded the edges, that's all I'm saying. That would have um, used a lot of plastic. <laughs> True. So yeah, you came up with this idea and then I came up with an idea for a podcast because I knew me talking about bubble baths really wound you up. So I said, I'm going to do a podcast just to annoy you about bath times called The Sudcast. Yeah. And then a few months later, I actually started it. So like, this is all uh, 11 episodes in, just one big troll to you. But like the best ideas are made out of spite. Is that true? I think so, yeah. But this one, like, your bubble bath thing does make me cringe a lot. Like, just the thought of a grown man in a, like, in a bath, <laughs> enjoying the bath. With his bits and bobs floating Yeah, about. like, no bit, like, no bits and bobs should be around. No, I've seen the pictures of how many bubble baths you've got and it really, like, I don't care about any other issues going on in the world apart from how many baths you take. Mm. And actually showers are more effective. That is true on this uh, zero waste episode. <laughs> I should be having showers. <laughs> Don't have one now though. No, not now. We're busy. It's just stopped raining, Claire. Mm-hmm. And it's actually been raining for about three weeks every single day. Yep. Now, at times like these, and I love the rain, so I'm, I'm happy about that. But at times like these, people's thoughts, you just rolled your eyes then. When I said I like the rain. Because it's your last name, that's maybe why I thought. Oh, okay. You were trying to do a thing. Oh, you were thinking, not rolling your eyes. No, I was doing both. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, on days like these, people's thoughts turn to the wider world. Sunnier climes. Of course, they should. And that brings us on to uh, <laughs> the topic of travelling. My favourite topic. You like to travel, Claire. I love to travel. You were uh, actually published in the... The Torygraph. The, the, the Telegraph. The Telegraph. The, they had a competition called the Just Back Travel mm-hmm. Writing Competition. Mm-hmm. And you wrote about a trip to, how do you say it? Laos. Well, I say Laos, Laos. but other Laos. people say Laos. Oh. Um, I was going to say Laos. It's not Laos. No, it's not. But either way, it's a country in Southeast Asia. Beautiful. Well, people can find that article online, but you, you, your name's Claire Wellham, but they actually misspelled it, didn't they? Yeah, I think they put one L in, which... Yeah. So you're Wellham. Yeah. With two, with two L's. Two L's. But I'd rather them misspell that than stick an I in Claire. C-L-A-R-E. Yeah. Wellham. Yeah, like it just, it rolls off the tongue. Okay. Also, sorry to interrupt, but I don't need to wash these because They've they're had clean. They've had tinfoil on. They've had tinfoil I think a cursory dip would be appropriate. Ugh, that's horrible. That's fine. <laughs> there, well, that's the fine. Yeah. Okay, good. And like I say, because you put all the sauce in that water, I'll rewash it. There's no anyway. sauce in that water. Spaghetti juice straight in there. Okay. There. So, yeah, people can find that article online. Yes, uh, they can. It's, uh, it's, I like your writing, Claire. Thanks. You've got a very, a very accessible style. But I did have to tame it down for Telegraph. For instance, I did write the word arse, but they changed it to rear. Oh. And not only would I never say that word, but I don't know anybody that would say that word. A Telegraph reader might say rear. I don't think they would say it, but I don't think they would be offended by the word arse. Even bum, like... What about Chris arse? 
Chris Rhea? Chris Rhea, yeah, but that's not spelled correctly. Wasn't even a good joke. It was really bad. Uh, I'm done. I oh, know, shit, I'm not. You can't be done already. Cutlery. Okay. I'll find some more for you to do. I'm not doing your family's washing up. I said that when I came in. <laughs> you made that very clear. Yeah. So, Claire. Mm-hmm. Why do you travel? Why do I travel? You. Me, specifically. Yeah. So, I travel... Well, initially, I wanted to do the big trip. Primarily just because I was bored and I had the opportunity. I'd done a job for a few years, saved up some money, didn't have a boyfriend, thank goodness, and... Just thought, nah, if I don't do it now, I'll never do it, and why not? I needed some sort of change, and I was happy to just book a flight. But now, I do it again, because of all the weird people that you meet, and all the fun shit that happens that would never happen at home. Like, getting on the back of a drug dealer's bike in Vietnam, like crashing a car and then Did you knowingly get on his bike? Yeah, like I was really tired. I'd already fallen off somebody else's motorbike. Did you need some drugs? I wasn't looking for drugs. He was trying to push them on me. I just wanted to go to the local market. Uh Um, For drugs. For drugs, yeah. (laughs) And he was the best person to to go with. You know, shit like that. Just meeting people... Just gathering people, collecting people for little adventures. What was the second story you were about to tell? Yeah, the excitement of people who are just willing to do anything. They don't give a shit. Like, you go around the world and you gather little crews. And you can have just spoken to them for five seconds. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're your best friend. Like, it doesn't matter. That didn't work in Japan. It wouldn't for you. <laughs> no, maybe not. But the people there were the most helpful people I've ever known in my life. They would literally come up to you. Mm-hmm. If you look lost for about 30 seconds at a train station, they'll come up and say, can I help you? And part of it is apparently they like to practice their English. Mm-hmm. But also I think they're just a helpful, noble race. Anyway, yeah, opposite of this us. old woman showed us to a hostel and she really went out of her way. She, she had to ring the hostel in Kyoto. She, she walked us there. It was a couple of blocks away. And at the end, I sort of really humbly, <laughs> I gave her the full domo arigato gozaimasu and I bowed. And she just kind of like waved her hand and like made a sound and walked off. You hadn't like accidentally offended her, had you? No. Are you sure? No. I don't know what you just said. What, domo arigato gozaimasu? Yeah. I was like, thank you very much. All right, you looked at me like I should automatically know that I've never been to Japan. Yeah, but that's a very, you know. When would arigato's I? Arigato's arigato. Is, uh, you've not heard that? <laughs> no, I haven't heard it. You've not heard thank you in Japanese, arigato. No, but you, I'm glad I have now. You're lying right now. I'm not lying. You've not heard arigato? I haven't heard arigato. It sounds like something... No, it doesn't sound like gelato at all, actually. Which is, of course, ice cream. There's a Fonda 500 song where they say arigato means goodbye, but it doesn't. I don't oh, know who they are either. They're banned from Hull. I think they were just being poetic, though. Fair dues. Because no one's that... Well, I guess no one's... That's dumb, but you didn't know what it meant. That's not being dumb. That's not having experienced Japan. But now, now I do. You should go to Japan. Yeah, but isn't it very expensive? Uh, Not when you're there, but getting there is expensive. This is the thing. My kind of travelling is, like, cheap and nasty, but that's when you get the most out of it. Like, stay in the grottiest places, eat the weirdest shit, Expect the unexpected, basically. Mm. No hotels, certainly no private rooms. Preferably, like, some insects or rats. There was a one-eyed rat in our bedroom Ugh. in Cambodia. So, you're not one of these um, 
I'm just thinking of, uh, we saw, again in Japan, we saw this guy in Yoyogi Park. And mm. he'd taken his, I, I think he'd taken his shoes and socks off. And he was, he joined these guys that were drumming in the park. And he got one of the drums. And he was wearing like a sort of a colourful hemp top. Right, so you he's know, a full-on hippie then. Yeah, you know, with like the little cord tie yeah. yeah, yeah, the little knot. Yeah, 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 yeah. under the collar. Um, and he was playing drums with his guys, and you could tell he was fucking loving it. And I said to Lucy, look at the state of him. That is awful. And he was just having a good time. But yeah, exactly. He was such a sort of gap yard type. Yeah, but you need to... That's the thing. I think as soon as you are away from home for a certain amount of time, you stop to notice things like that. Or you also don't give a shit. Mm. Because you didn't know him, so it literally didn't affect you whatsoever. I was very judgmental about him. Yeah, but mm. he could, you know, and he probably didn't care what you were doing at all. No, he looked too kind. That wound me up as well. Oh yeah, kind people are the worst. <laughs> so that was why you travel. Mm-hmm. Where you travel? Where have I been? Specifically traveling, so backpacking is what I mean in this instance. Okay, not holidays. No, not holidays, because holidays are just... What's the difference? What's the difference? So a holiday, to me, is normally a specific amount of time mm-hmm. with pretty much a set idea of where you're going, what you're going to do. It will definitely involve a hotel, but you probably just want to be on the beach or you just want a week to relax or whatever. It's not about going out of your... That's it. A holiday is pretty much in your comfort zone, for me. And that's really nice, like, everybody needs that once in a while. But travelling is literally getting outside of your comfort zone, going to places where you've got no idea what's going to happen, having to carry all your shit on your back, get on all sorts of modes of transport, and just see see how you get on. But I did that for the first time, started in New Zealand, then did Australia, then Indonesia, Malaysia... Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam, and Laos. All backpacking. That was with my two friends, Joanna and Tara. Can I just say, you finished the washing up ages ago. Yeah, no, why are we still perched on the sink? Well, because it's a travel edition, <laughs> we're drinking rum. We've already started on the rum, yeah, which, is why, which is why things are a bit already. weird. So well, can we move to the table? Move to the table and drink some more rum. Yeah, because, oh no, my drink's here. Yeah, and now I've got, like, dry granny hands, even though I wasn't washing up for very long. Do you know those people... We've moved to the table, by the way. <laughs> uh, you know those people who post um, pictures of them sat by a pool? Yeah. And it's just, a, it's just a concrete block of a thing. They'll show a picture of their legs and they'll say, huh, not bad for a Monday morning. Oh, yeah, the braggers. Yeah. yeah. Hate those people. And also, that looks like a shit holiday. Well, the thing about those people is that probably is a holiday rather than full-on travelling. Because for a start, your legs would be hairy as fuck if you were travelling. And you'd just be knackered. Your phone would be dead also. So there'd be no chance to take that sort of picture. Yeah. But when you asked before about why other people travel, but you then jibbed that question, I think now... (laughs) What does jibbed mean? Jibbed means, like, forget it. Okay. I think loads of people now would just want to go to places that they've seen on Instagram, basically, and take take that picture, and they're yeah. not really that asked about anything else around that experience. 
Which is oh. really sad, but I guess it gets people going to those sort of places if they wouldn't before. I suppose if you want to do that, that's one thing. That's that's fine if that's what you like to do. Mm. But it's the bragging. It's the bragging about it. It's it's assuming that that is the best thing you can be doing. Is sat by that pool with all those other people. I guess, but it's just not for me. It's just not broad I, as an artist, Claire. It doesn't broaden my. Uh, so what? My mind. What do you do when you go to Disneyland for like the tenth time in a year? Uh, when do you keep it off social media? Eight times. What are you saying right now? <laughs> Nothing, I'm not saying This has turned into an attack. <laughs> yeah, it's because we moved to the table. No, but I don't brag and I, and I don't sort of suggest, uh, <laughs> sorry guys, but I'm here and you're not. No, I know. That's what's winding me up. But yeah, a lot of people do it, but I think people, it's become, it doesn't really mean anything to do that anymore. I think sort of, everybody expects it as part of somebody going on holiday, so it has mm. less of an effect than they'd like to think. Okay. I reckon. So where are your favourite places you've been? Well, I think New Zealand, because it was the first one, and we did that completely our own way, because we rented a car and took a tent from home, and we were completely just winging it, basically. Tell me about the chicken thing you saw. Oh, yeah, so that was... So everything in New Zealand is just fucking weird. Like, especially the birds, they make really weird sounds. Like, one sounds like a truck reversing... Another one sounds like... What's that, a, what's that like? Like, <laughs> But more robotic. I can't do it. It sounded really weird anyway. Okay. It sounded like a sound effect mm-hmm. of a vehicle, not a bird. And this was one... We'd had a really long day and we hadn't learned to actually take a note of the address of the campsite that we wanted to go to. So we were driving around this town called Rotorua, which is famous for its sulphur pools. So the whole town stank of egg, yeah. basically. It was really disgusting. And we were nearly running out of petrol and we needed to find a campsite. And the sat-nav was going absolutely berserk, just saying... Obviously, it was pronouncing New Zealand roads, but it sounded like it was talking in tongues. And then we almost... We had to slam on the brakes because this thing ran across the road. And it pretty much looked exactly like the turkey dinosaur that you just cooked me. And it was going absolutely mental. And we just thought, right... What are we going to do now? I drew a picture of it. Yeah, you did. I don't know where I've put it. Well, I've still got it somewhere at work. You need to send me it. Yeah, I'll put it on uh, on my Twitter. So you people, say you'll put it on the podcast. <laughs> well, I kind of will. But people can find it. If you look for the hashtag, um, hashtag <laughs> turkey, <laughs> yeah, that's then you'll right. be able to see an artist's interpretation of it. Yeah, it was... Which you said was quite accurate. It was quite accurate from what I can remember. It just looked like something you'd never seen before. It looks like a Jim Henson creation. Yeah, that I, is what it was like. I miss that little guy. Yeah, well, you never even saw him in the flesh. No, I feel like I have. He was quite terrifying. I can picture it very clearly. I can see the road and everything that it was on. You should go to New Zealand then. They're everywhere. Ugh. Any more favourite places? Mm, thing is, there's so many great places, but for loads of different reasons. Like, yeah. Malaysia was banging because the food was incredible. Mm. And it was very... It was just easy to travel around there. Um, there was no problems and you could get to everywhere you wanted to go. And it was just nice. That was more of like a holiday vibe. Yes. Cambodia was really, really fucking poor, but we had a really great time because the people were nice. The scenery was gorgeous. It was just really rough and ready. And I think that sort of wisened us up a bit to Asia because Vietnam is not how I expected whatsoever. 
Like, I expected Vietnam to be more like Cambodia. But Vietnam, every place you go in Vietnam is completely different. There's loads of really big cities. It's just a completely different experience. Basically, fucking everywhere is the best. Yeah, I suppose it is. I, I can't think of many places I've been to where I wouldn't recommend. Mm, it depends. Oh, I, I've got one, though. What? Cleveland, Ohio. Ah, uh, yeah, I've heard only bad things about that. I went there with work. There's a funny YouTube video of a guy who's done like a fake tourism video. For Cleveland. For Cleveland. It's like a really upbeat, and it, one of the lines is, Come and look at both of our buildings. <laughs> so there's nothing worth going there for. No, all. there really isn't. I mean, I was there for work, because that's yeah, where our headquarters are. That but, always puts a damper on things. Yeah. But I did have a new camera to try out, so there was that. Well, but silver linings. There was nothing to do. No, that's the worst thing. Like, uh, do you know what? There probably is plenty to do, but <laughs> um, yeah, but you were at it work. wasn't apparent. Yeah, the they, made, is, they, they made us work on a Saturday. Did you get time off in lieu? No. You can get that now, you know, because you still work there. <laughs> Maybe I could. <laughs> we could turn this into like citizens' advice podcast. Interesting. Not that I know anything about you know a business. No, we could just make it up. Well, yeah, and people would... We could pretend and people could just follow the advice and get in trouble and that'd be funny. People do that all the time. Everybody in business. Um, yeah, it does depend what you want out of a place. Like, there are places I wouldn't wouldn't recommend for certain reasons, but that I loved. Like, Bosnia, on this most recent trip, that was one of my favourite places, yet it was a complete head fuck from start to finish. It only... It's still, it's still recovering from the war in the 90s, um, there's not much tourism there at all. Parts of it are quite poor. There's stray dogs everywhere. What, are you, what are you doing there? <laughs> because like, I just Googled it and saw pictures of really beautiful waterfalls and I'd never been. So that sort of thing doesn't put me off. I don't like to do too much research before a place. Right, no. Okay. Just, you know, fly by the seat of your pants mm-hmm. type thing. I'm the same. Yeah. And we got there and yeah, it took me a good few days to settle into it because... It was completely different from where we'd been previously. It felt like a million miles away from the rest of Europe, even though it was next to Croatia. And yeah, it was just a proper adventure. Like you woke up one morning, you didn't know what was going to happen. But that I like that sort of stuff. A lot of people don't, so I mm. wouldn't recommend it for like a nice relaxing <laughs> holiday whatsoever. Yeah. And especially if you don't like dogs, mm. because they're everywhere. But for people who are more adventurous or they sort of like... To see something completely different, then yeah, like, go there, definitely. Okay. And it's cheap. So what would you say were the worst places then? Can you think of any? (laughs) There's one place. I don't know the name of it, but uh, Joe reminded (laughs) me of it today. It's this... Who's Joe? Joe is who I went uh, on the big trip with. Oh, you mentioned her earlier. Joe and Tara, yeah. I should. Please listen, how many drinks have you had? Two. Yeah, and how strong are they? Two. like pathetic. (laughs) (laughs) Too strong. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was this city. I say a city, I don't know. In Vietnam, we call it... This is all really stupid. We call it anorexic town. Like, nobody was... Well, there might be anorexic people in it, but we call it that because we were recommended to go there by this French guy who was meant to come with us because he lived in Vietnam. He knew where it was. However, for some reason, he didn't come with us. But he told us what train station to get off at. So we took this overnight train where we had to sit up all night on, like, wooden benches. With with no backs. Yeah, basically, this (laughs) man behind me had his feet on my shoulder. The woman in front of me kept kicking me in the fanny with her feet. 
Fabrice was walking up and down the train. You don't mean Fanny in the American sense either. No, I mean my vagina. And then Fabrice was walking up and down the train asking anyone if they had a lighter. And he asked the woman next to Fabrice. Yeah, Fabrice, French guy. I'm pretending I don't know who that is. I know who that is. You do know who it is. Um, he, he, He crops up in many a travel story. Yeah. So we finally got to this town. No idea where it was, but we got told like, oh, it's, you know, it's not touristy. It's really authentic, really beautiful. Like, oh my God, you're going to love it. Anyway, it turns out we'd gone, we hadn't gone far enough on the train. And we ended up in this town where we were starving. We went, there was loads of cafes, but none of them served food. They Mm -hmm. only served drinks. And we got like verbally abused. And then we, we tried to go to the beach. Verbally abused, why? Just... We were just sort of like shouted at to sort of get out and <laughs> it was just really weird. Mm-hmm. And there was this one cafe, I remember, it was about 10 in the morning and it was pumping out music like it was a nightclub. And I think it was also a club as well. We went in and there was no nobody in there. They weren't serving any food and they just served coffee and we were fucking starving. So we called, that's why we called it Anorexic Town. And then we went to the beach and there was just like one massive dead fish. <laughs> On the beach, and we're like, right, this is great. Like, this French guy's made us come here. Did he eat that? Yeah, no, would not eat that. And then we took off our clothes in our bikinis, obviously. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> to get in the sea, and this group of school kids were in the sea and just started <laughs> laughing at us, right. pointing and laughing. And that was our experience of anorexic town. What was Fabrice doing on the train? You said. So he smoked a lot, he was chain smoking. And he never had his own lighter because this his logic was make a friend. No, no, that wasn't it. <laughs> that was not it. No. Um, his logic was I always lose lighters, so rather than me having one, rather basically rather than me buying one all the time, I will just borrow one. One less thing to travel with. Yeah, but that meant me and Joe and Tara had to listen to him at least twenty times a day, going, "Excuse me, do you have a lighter? Do you have a lighter?" All the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the end, we like on this last trip, someone gifted him, you know, those giant novelty lighters. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, thank God he could have fucking done with this last year. Wasn't, yeah. that, wasn't that an inconvenience to him to have such a big lighter? Well, no, because we were in the van then. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It wasn't heavy. It was just big. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, it's not the worst place, but, uh, there was an element of it was the worst. And this is Prague. Was um, mm-hmm. it is some of the best food I've ever had in the world, mm. but it's the worst service I've ever had in the world. How? Well, there's this thing in, uh, that I read before we went, so I was prepared for it. And mm-hmm. if you're prepared for it, or if you can just roll with the punches, either mm-hmm. way, um, it makes it funny. But there's this thing that I read where apparently all the Czech people they have these sort of weekend holiday party houses out in the hills or something right so if they're in town in this in at the weekend they don't want to be there they want to be off partying in the hills something like that okay so we were there over a weekend and yeah it was it was funny how bad the service was one guy put his he he, he gave me my meal but he, he like drops the plate and it's a good inch off the table you know mm-hmm. what i mean so just like smashed it down threw it down but that that in a sexy way though no Okay, maybe a little bit, mm-hmm. but uh, that meal was fucking delicious. But was he rude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that doesn't matter. If anything, like I kind of like when people are rude. That sounds really weird. But when you're away, mm. if people are like, 
outrageously rude. At least it was quick and efficient. Yeah, that's more important. But we went to this other place. Everything we ordered, the guy tried to talk us out of it. And uh, I ordered this thing. It was roast beef. And he said, um, (laughs) he said, uh, you're English? He said, yeah. And he said, right. And then he sort of like went, okay, listen, this is not like your roast beef. It's very different. It will be a surprise for you. Very different. And I was, I was saying, good. That's why I'm here. Fine. Bring it on. And he was, he was adamant. He was saying, no, no. He said, I love it. I'm Czech. I love it. And when he brought it, it was just a bit of sliced beef with some jam on it. Was that it? Yeah. And annoyingly, I'd had it two days earlier. <laughs> yeah, so but- it wasn't a surprise either. And then uh, Lucy ordered some chips and he, he rolled his eyes because she ordered chips. I'm like, well, don't serve them then if, if, if it's that offensive. And then when we ordered dessert, she ordered these things that translate to, uh, it means coffins. Right. And uh, the little cakes were like um, liqueur inside them. And they with like crosses on them yeah. or something. And, uh, and he said, okay, I love this, I'm Czech, but you will not like this. But I'll bring it for you. And he brought it and it was it was fine. And I just thought, why is he doing this? What does he want? So we, we did not tip that guy. But you know why they do it? Because they have a stereotype that... People think English people are unadventurous. Maybe, 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 yeah. Maybe his experiences of people just going, "I don't have any chips." Yeah, that'll be that'll be funny. Kevin, he said, "I don't have any chips." I don't have any chips. You sure? Potato sliced? No. Maybe he's used to that. But yeah, like if if you were really fussy with food, then you've probably got to be really careful where you go traveling because a lot of the time we were just eating rice. Which I don't have a problem with, but it does Great get... Great way to lose pounds. Yeah, but it does get really boring. I remember one night in Forget. Vietnam, Joe, <laughs> Joe ate a frog, which isn't that weird. Accidentally? No. <laughs> yeah, I just hopped into it. <laughs> no. She ordered a frog, a grilled frog, and we sort of imagined it would come with... A, a frog. Like, they'd make something of it, but <laughs> it was literally just a dead a frog. boiled frog. On a plate. Was it boiled? I don't know what it was. It looked really grim though, but she said it was fine. And then she um, was like, I'm still really hungry. So she, we went to the shop next door and she got a Snickers and we just laugh about a frog and a Snickers. Like, it was a really awful combination of food. But yeah, most people think that England doesn't really have a cuisine and that when we go away, we just need essentially what I made you cook me for tea tonight. A lot of people are looking for that though, which is sad. Yeah, like, it depends why you go away. For me, food is a is a big part of it. Yeah. And also, like, don't be fucking stupid. Buying their local food is obviously loads cheaper than having, yeah, a Yorkshire pudding. Obviously. Do you know what Yorkshire puddings are called in America? No. Popovers. Are they actually? A popover. Yeah, we had a meal at Disney World. You told me not to mention Disney World. <laughs> But I'm sorry, but I have. Mm. And it said popover. And it was a Yorkshire pudding. So Was it good? It was perfectly fine, yeah. It was a good, decent Yorkshire pudding. But it did was, they have gravy with it? Uh, yeah, but it was probably called, like, um, meat sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Why was it a popover, though? I don't know. kind of makes sense. They pop over the uh, the little thing that they baked doesn't in. make sense. Stop defending Disney. Yorkshire pudding, though. I think I reckon that's what Disney call it. I don't think it's what Americans call it. Maybe. But we'll never know. Have you got any other funny stories? Oh, I've got plenty of other funny stories. Give us a, a sprinkling of them. Okay, well, one, probably our most adventurous, like, little trip on the trip 
was when me and Joe decided to have a night in the jungle in Cambodia, not really realising what we are letting ourselves in for. Yeah, I do need more of that. And we're getting on really well with the guy, and we had to basically trek through the jungle, and about five minutes in, Joe ripped her pants, like, completely across the arse. And obviously, we were in the jungle, like, what could we do about it? Absolutely nothing. Fashion went out of leaves. But we were with this old Cambodian man, and we couldn't communicate with him, but he was wetting himself laughing. And then after hours and hours of Joe just making... They love a bit of slapstick in Cambodia. They really do. But, you know, like, that brings people together. Ripped pants. <laughs> yeah. um, and after we'd been trekking for hours in the, like, scorching heat, we stopped to get dinner, which we thought he was going to make, you know, like a authentic kind of grub-type meal. Mm. And it was turkey dinosaurs. <laughs> it was turkey dinosaurs. No, it was... Um, but happy faces, out, It was just, like, boiled eggs. And we didn't have any cutlery. And I think some noodles. The other guy that was with us was asking us what, what food we missed from home. And um, me and Joe, we couldn't think of, of, like, a specific food. So we just said, oh, we miss cooking, you know? And then he went really weird and he stared at us. And he sort of, like, his face crept in... And he went really quiet and he went, you miss cocaine? And he burst out like, no, we miss fucking cooking. Um, I wish he'd had just gone away into the kitchen and come back out with some cocaine. There was no kitchen. We were in the jungle. Well, like a, <laughs> like a kitchen. Yeah, just Like a, a jungle kitchen. It's not like um, I'm a celebrity. <laughs> um, and then there was the time, it was T's birthday. We'd been really up really early to see sunrise at this temple in Indonesia. Oh, that sounds lovely, Claire. It does sound lovely, but the sunrise was absolute dog shit. Um, it was really foggy and misty, and we were knackered, and we just got booted out of the car in the pissing down rain um, by the tour guide. So we didn't know what the hell to do. And then we had to check into this fancy birthday hotel that she booked. And bear in mind, when she booked it, she said to the hotel, it will be my birthday, like, the day after we check in. Yeah. And so we'd been up for about seven hours. We were knackered. We got into bed in the afternoon... Like, stripped down to our underwear, tea put as a pseudocrim on her face. <laughs> it was not, like, it was not a pretty sight at all. It was a sight of three knackered, disgusting girls yeah. who just needed to rest. Pushing 30. Yeah, but it was our routine and we liked it. And then, just as we were about to fall asleep, there was this knock on the door. Yeah, and we were all really confused, like, what the fuck is that? So I got up to answer it. I had to, I was in my knickers and God knows what else. I had to... Stop. I had to cover my modesty, open the door, and it was the hotel reception staff with a birthday cake, bursting in, filming it on their phone. <laughs> T was in bed, like, half naked, covered in pseudocrem, and they were playing this really strange version of Happy Birthday <laughs> all throughout the hotel. Can you remember it? No, it, it was creepy. It was, like, it was haunting. <laughs> and it was on loop. Like, if there was any other guests in that hotel, they'd been really pissed off. And it was one of those, the cake, they presented the cake to tea while she was in bed. She looked like some sort of, like, really sickly little child. Sickly she, Victorian yeah, child. Yeah, exactly. She couldn't get up. We, Coughing blood we into her hanky. and trying to cover our modesty while not being filmed for Instagram. Um, and there were those candles. Well, I'll drop the Instagram link into the show notes <laughs> to the video. Yeah, I think it's still on their thing. And there were those uh, candles. Oh, really? I think so. You've seen yeah. it? We saw it. Oh, I've got, um, I've got to find it. But they, they had those candles that never blow out. So we were hoping for it to be over. What are these candles that never blow? Yeah, there's like... Phew. Okay. 
You know the ones <laughs> that just like take forever to blow out. Like, oh, okay, trick right, candles okay. or whatever. Okay. So it was just going on forever and ever and ever. And finally, they left, and we we're like, do you know what? It's not even her birthday. And we were tired, and it's on Instagram, and we look like shit, but free cake. Mm-hmm. And then, just as she was about to cut the cake, she dropped it all over the floor. She screamed, and then we all screamed, and we didn't know if we were about to like genuinely cry or just piss ourselves off in. And we think we did a bit of both, to be honest. And then we just thought, do you know what? fuck it, we'll eat it off the floor. So we just grabbed whatever we could. Is that video on Instagram as well? That, no, there's <laughs> pictures of that. There is pictures of that. But yeah, and it was probably the most beautiful birthday she's ever had. What a happy ending. It was. Do you know what? She'll never cake. forget it. Yeah, exactly. It's like one New Year's Eve, we're in Hull and we failed to find somewhere to uh, enjoy the midnight countdown. Mm-hmm. So we just piled into a phone box because we couldn't decide where to go and then we just got caught out and we just said, look, let's pile into this phone box. I remember saying, like, this is awful. It was snowing and, but like, sludgy. And it was really cold. I said, this is awful, but you know what? We'll never forget this. Yeah, that's what's good about sh- shit going wrong or not going to plan is it makes for a better experience, mm. I think. Also, why were you in Hull for New Year's Eve? I was at university. In Hull? Yes. That is. <laughs> is that okay? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. So, Claire. Mm-hmm. I shouted that a bit loud and you, you took a step back. Mm. What would your travel tips be for any willing traveller? Okay. Aspiring traveller. Aspiring traveller. Well, I've got quite a few. Some are quite specific. But my main one, and this saw us through a lot of bad times, is if you go in a hostel, which you probably will... They do have, more often than not, a free box. So shit that travellers that are about to leave or have left Mm. don't need anymore. And you can find any sorts of weird shit in there, especially food. So always check it every single day Mm. when you're there. Also, if you make friends with people in the hostel, be sure to ask what day they check out because then (laughs) they might leave stuff in the box that you know is going to be good. If you've seen them eating nice food, for example. Interesting. Yeah. I imagine there's a lot of charges in those boxes. People must be leaving charges all the time. No. Oh. Not at all. Okay. I read that on another travel tip website. <laughs> As in phone charges? Yeah, like... Who the uh, fuck leaves like, those? Like, you know, if you need a charger, go ask at reception because people leave them all the time. Makes oh, sense. Yeah, asking at reception. I, would, I wouldn't assume that's what people have left there. I suppose. But a free box is literally just, you know, like lost and found somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's just that. And you can rummage through it. And there's food, there's clothes. <laughs> yeah, there's food. Okay. In Australia, we found a full pack of bacon and some bread rolls, and we feasted on it. So you've got to base your meals around what you can scratch. I like the idea that someone like was just that's just where he was keeping his his dinner, and he came back and said, "Oh." Yeah. Well, you know, you snooze, you lose. Like, okay. You've got to. It's an eye for an eye. You know, I expect stuff to be taken from me by accident. That's travelling, y'all. Exactly. Like, it doesn't make you a bad person. It makes you a clever person. Just makes you a, a, a little bit of a thief. Not if it's in a box <laughs> so people are encouraged to take okay, it. Okay. So, yeah. And also, nature's free box. You know, if you see something on the floor, like a piece of clothing or some sunglasses I found in a tree once. Dog Todd. Or that. If it's useful to you, then 
take it. Okay. Like in Italy a few months ago, I was just nice swimming along in the sea and up popped a sausage. <laughs> and an actual sausage. An actual sausage, right? Not a euphemism. Not a euphemism. A sausage. A sea sausage. So it was, <laughs> you know those sausages that you get that aren't really like nice looking sausages. They're sort of vacuum wrapped. I don't yeah, yeah. You know, a bit like spam, I imagine. Yeah, 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 like yeah. one of those. Yeah. And it was completely, it was perfectly sealed and it literally just bobbed up in front of me. The kind of thing that you would boil instead of grill. Yeah. Um, and there you go. So sometimes nature offers a free box and <laughs> a, you've got to take it. A sea sausage. A sea sausage, yeah. An Italian sea sausage. And I used it. I wanted to eat it, but um, Facebook advised me not to. No, I wouldn't. But I fed it to a dog. <laughs> and it was in good health. That dog's now dead. Yeah, possibly. The dog was in good health. So yeah, that's that's my main tip. I would say um, don't be too British, because people go on go abroad expecting things to be the same, and then they get quite agitated when you know well, this isn't how it is at home. And even if uh, the service is bad, um, you just kind of like I said about Prague. I was ready for it, and it was it was funny. Yeah. I didn't agree with it, but I found it amusing at least. And I think uh, as Brits, we can be extremely uptight when we're abroad. Oh, yeah, definitely. But... I'm very <laughs> uptight. And you're a very uptight person anyway. I'm all about queuing and, uh, you know, wait, Order. waiting your turn. I got I got pushed in front of very recently on holiday. Did you and, ever get um, over it? No. Is this well, the I'm whole reason you now. orchestrated this podcast? Still talking about it. He, he pushed in to buy a peach. Yeah, we'll just let him. No, but then I've been a pushover. No, but that's the difference between people on holiday and people... On holiday, there's a, there is a controlled element to it. Travelling, the sooner you realise you are not in control of anything that happens, then you're going to have a great time. Mm-hmm. Like, if it goes horrendously or everything is planned, it's got nothing to do with you. So I think that's the difference. I always think, like, what's the worst that's going to happen? We might have to spend the night in the rough. <laughs> or yeah. something's going to cost us a bit of money to get yeah, out of this. Exactly. But we're probably going to survive. Yeah, like we had a car crash in Australia. We wrote the car off, but we came out of it unharmed and walked away and got a ferry 20 minutes later. And, that, you know, that was like a, a horrible... Did you just leave a note on the car and say, <laughs> sorry? What was funny is we asked the guy, um, well, maybe that might not be funny to tell this now, but... We asked the guy to give us the best car, you know, and he was like, oh, you better be careful. I'm like, yeah. Do the accent properly. Of us? No, the guy. The guy is like, oh, I can't. Fuck, I've had too much to drink. <laughs> I can't do it. And we did that. And then uh, on the <laughs> we crashed as we were on the way back to return it. Um, so that was really pretty unfortunate. But, you know, that sort of shit happens. You're yeah. not in control of it. Not in control of a car. We weren't in control of a car. So that's that's what you've got to expect. You're not in control of anything that happens when you're travelling. But we did. Funny you say that about being British because we sort of, at first subconsciously, but then consciously, avoided British people. Because you don't go away to meet other people you'd meet at home. It's not fun. And we're the biggest douches abroad anyway. Oh, we're awful. We are awful. And we stick. To, we tend to stick together in big packs. Like when there were British people, they were never on their own. There was like just a lot of Essex lads 
they'd found each other and weren't really bothering oh, talking. Nice. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Uh, they weren't really bothering talking to anybody else, so we had a no Brits rule. This is just a general rule for life, but always take every opportunity you have to go to the toilet. If you need it or not. Get one in the bank. Yeah. You don't know where your next shit or piss is coming from. Yeah. So that's that's pretty sensible. Um, and more of a practical one is... This is going to be really mundane, like, use these space saver bags for your, for your no, backpack. No, not mundane, but <laughs> something that really did help us out a lot was just see if there's any apps that you can download to get around or for, like, offline navigation literally anything that's going to help you out. But you'll only know that by talking to other people. And yeah, like you said, what's the worst that's going to happen? You'll get lost. Like, fucking big deal. You don't know where you are anyway, so who cares? Don't you think we should all just be doing this all the time? That's what humanity should be. Just... Getting lost. Uh, just ev- literally everybody just moving around all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does I mean, get... society would break down, it'd be a nightmare, but it would be fun. It does get a bit tiring. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I want to do it again. Some people, it's weird, some people do it and then they're like, right, I've done that. Yeah. They, like, they I'm have ready the, to... They have the gap year. Yeah, or I'm ready to settle down now, forget it. Yeah. But I'm like, how? How? I can't... I, I know quite a few people who just seem to be perpetually travelling and you think after about a year, oh, they've done that now, but then they, that's that just seems to be their life. Yeah, because I can see the appeal of it and it's not something, until you've done it and you've appreciated it, I guess, then... It's not something that you could imagine giving up. And you did a lot of house sitting, didn't you, to pay the way? Uh, yeah, and my first house sitting, I literally sat on the cat and I thought I'd almost killed it. Because, in my defence, it was it was nestled in among some soft toys on the sofa and I just sat down. But I sat down in more of a forceful way than I normally would. And I ended up sitting right on it. You power slammed that cat. Yeah, and it hid right under the sofa after that fridge. It wouldn't come out. <laughs> and the guy was due back. Yeah. And I thought, fuck, I've, my first gig, and I've already sat on the animal. Killed his cat. Yeah, that would have been really You could have just hid, hidden the cat among the toys and then sat on another chair and been like, oh, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> I haven't seen your cat for a few yeah. days. And then maybe get him to sit on the, cush- on the, the soft toys. You sit there. You take yeah. a seat. Oh, you've killed your own cat. It it's the perfect crime. It is a really good crime if you want to kill a cat. But the cat was fine. It just I've learned to be more careful about where I'm sitting. No, the cat's already dead. You're just covering it up. You don't want to kill a cat. Well, I got a good review out of it regardless. Oh, so. did you? Well, yeah, because I didn't kill the cat. Is that what it said? <laughs> yes, the review said it came back Five to stars. all my animals alive. Yeah. Would highly recommend. Can I bring you on to the final question? Mm. Do you have to? You give him a withering look. Because I know what it is because I can see it. Yeah. And oh. you know my answer. On a piece of paper. I've already said it. I'm prepared to be disappointed, but I'm going to ask you, Claire. Bath or shower? Obviously, I choose shower. Oh, baths. <laughs> right. Baths, unless you are a child who can't go and wash yourself unsupervised... Of a little Namby Pambies, right? Who just sit in their own filth. Oh, and that, that's a cliche we don't like on the Sudcast. All right, fine, whatever. But it's boring. Baths are boring. No, when you've got YouTube. Oh, what? Then you have to, like, try and negotiate where to put your phone and your hands get all wet and then you're reaching around. Look how easy it is for me to prop my phone up. You're not in the bath. 
there. Well, that's how easy it is. That's before I get in the bath. I no. put it there. I just propped my phone up and you very get all quickly. Wrinkly and cold. Like I don't feel like it's an effective. You don't get cold. Way of washing. I have a very hot bath. Forty-two degrees. Yeah, so you'll burn. Yeah, it's lovely. And then get cold. No, you don't get cold though. I'm not. You're never selling me on a bath. <laughs> I don't usually. Uh, I, I usually let the person answer, and then I just say something pithy at the end. But uh, I'm trying to talk you out of this. I feel really passionate about this, though. Like I, I'm I mean, not gonna. I'm I, not ever gonna get I, bath. I admire your, your passion, unless I, I'm injured. You're wrong, but um, I admire it. You're wrong. When did you last get a shower? Do you never shower after a run? I do. I'm not going into this. <laughs> Claire finds it amusing that I go running, which women tend to do. Just about Guys you. are usually all right with it, but when women hear that I run, they think it's hilarious. I just can't imagine your running style. I th- people think I run like Phoebe from Friends. Or does she flap her arms around? Yeah, or Kermit. How does he run? Like this. Yeah, and how, and how do you actually run? Like this. Yeah, no. The I'm, same. I'm not buying that. Okay. Well, I'm sorry that you uh, you ruined it by saying shower. <laughs> I didn't ruin it. Tell me other people have said shower. Most people. Have said shower. But as we all know, most people are wrong about most things. No, you're deliberately getting on people to have an argument with you about bath or shower. I'm you're not picking usually, showers. I'm not usually this argumentative, but uh, I've, we've had quite a bit of rum. We have an I need a wee. Okay. Well, thanks for coming around, Claire. Thanks. Eating my food and doing a terrible job of washing my dishes. Yeah, I never um, said I'd be good. And do you know what? What? Happy travels. Thank you. I'm not the... Clay, you can open your eyes. She's closed her eyes and what she... What am I looking at? Well, not... It's hidden. Oh, right. She's closed her eyes and she was going, oh, God, is this about a bath? Oh, I don't want to... Uh, I wish I'd recorded it, to be honest, but... um. It's customary on this show to give gifts to my guests. Oh, okay. So tea wasn't the gift? No, that was just a, a chore. Oh, I get a physical gift? Yeah. Cool. You get a few gifts. This might be the most gifts I've ever gotten anybody. Oh, God, is it a bath? Uh, yeah, I've run you a bath. <laughs> I've run you a bath. This is really inappropriate. <laughs> um, can you imagine if that was it? Right, I've got you some presents. Sudcast themed presents. Right, are you ready? Mm. Right, this first one, Claire. It's um, something I think you might be able to use in your travels. Oh, yeah, I love that. It was two ninety nine, as you can see on the top, from Big Discount in Dewsbury. You know, that says it's on offer, but I noticed in Boots, ten minutes later, that it was the same price. It is a Batiste Instant Hair Refresh Dry Shampoo, but the flavour is coconut and exotic. Tropical. That is absolutely brilliant. My hair needs that. And as you can see here, the most loved dry shampoo, rated 4.6 out of 5 stars. Uh, I don't know who that's by, though. Well, it's the only brand people know of dry shampoo. Source, ulta.com. Okay, are you going to give me it? Oh, yes. Yeah, okay, thanks. So, um, I mean, I wouldn't recommend you took it with you on your travels, but, you know, it's the kind of thing you might want to take for a quick refresh. Uh, your second gift is um, some bath salts from the Dead Sea. Uh. You see? It's a travel theme, but the by Tara. Oh, your, T, T would really like your that. Your friend T, Tara, might like them. Cool, and she gets baths, so maybe I could re-gift them to her. Yes, you could. Is that in the spirit of the podcast? That's absolutely fine. Okay, great. They're yours to do with as you wish. Do they smell? They smell of salt. So it's just salt? Yes, it's just salt. Okay, thanks. Now, the next thing is it's by Anovia. 
Intense yeah. hydration coconut water shampoo. Now, the thing that drew my attention was um, the following. Infused with nourishing coconut oil to tame thirsty, unruly hair. What are you suggesting? Um, <laughs> you have famously unruly hair. <laughs> well, this is a podcast, so people... I could catfish as somebody with normal glossy... I could take a picture and do the hashtag Sudcast unruly. Sleek hair. Shall we do that? If you like. We'll do that afterwards. Right. You really thought about my hair. Your next one is um, something that you probably should have washed up earlier. Ah, yeah, it's really dirty inside. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's because I've had it for so long on my desk at work. It's uh, an Alpine Mountain Lodge mug. I honestly love that. About so a year ago, I saw this in Quality Save, and I, for some reason I thought, I think, well, I, I sent you a picture of it because I liked it, and I was just like, I'm in the shop. Yeah. Um, and you said, can you get me one? And uh, I did, but I've had it for about a year. I had actually forgotten about that mug. It's really nice. It is. It's got like cable cars on it and snow. It's and lovely, isn't it? dirt inside. We'll put that in the picture of the uh, hashtag Sudcast Unruly. You can be holding the mug. Oh, I love it. The final thing is something you will hate. It's a Coco Bango coconut bath bomb. Coco Bango. <laughs> the feck is that? Smell it. It's all about to go off. They didn't think about that. Like, it's going to rot. Come on, we understand what they mean. Yeah, I mean, it smells pretty nice, but I'm never going to use this because I do not get baths. So ungrateful. But thank you so much. You can give that to someone. Yeah, like, T's going to really do well out of this podcast. Yeah, she is. She's going to love this. She's got bath bomb and some salts. I'll definitely use the hair shit because my hair's really nice and glossy and it's thin and it's poker straight. And if any of you girls need any tips, then... Please come see me. Mm. But everything else is going to tea. Well, that's it. You'd be glad to know it's over. Yeah, I'm pretty glad about that. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. And now, get out. Well, I've got to wait for my bus. Okay. Question of the week. For this week's question of the week, I asked, What's the weirdest travel-related bathroom story you've got? Alex Watkins had a story about a public bath in Japan. We went to a hot springs bath on top of a bus station. Don't ask, Japan's odd like that. Obviously, the rule is that you have to be fully naked, and you have to shower yourself before you enter the bath. For whatever reason, I lagged behind my dad and his partner and managed to lose them. I looked all over for them in the bath, but couldn't see them as I'd left my glasses with my other clothes. There was an outdoor area with a jacuzzi, so I assumed they must be out there. When I couldn't find them, I ended up wandering about outside on the roof looking for them, but as I couldn't see where I was going, I ended up tripping on something and fell in front of a window that was definitely just part of the bus station. A whole load of Japanese commuters were startled by the sight of a fat, fully naked English boy flying past the window. Joel from the band Evile says, A music venue we played in Milan. Walked into the gents. Urinals, up to scratch. Very shiny. Toilet in there, also very clean. But wait, no cubicle. The toilet was just... There. Oh dear. Oh dear indeed. Susie Trim asks, French picnic service stations. 
Should they even be allowed to be called toilets? Hashtag squat. She's right. They're horrible. Dan Henry adds, When I was a young lad, full of banter and spunk, I was with a group of friends aboard the Transpennine Express. Our pal Ozzy had no choice but to brave the facilities for a number two. We all watched as a gentleman arrived moments after he'd started his business and pressed the open button on the toilet door. The sliding door slid slowly open, revealing poor Ozzy, like the star prize on a game show. He stared in horror before whispering a simple, Oh God. Funny and thought-provoking. You're not wrong there, Dan. Caroline Slater replied, Started with a sickness bug on a 13-hour flight from Singapore, just as the plane took off. Spent almost the whole flight in one of the toilets. I even slept in there for a while. I've got a Japanese toilet story, but I'll spare you that one. But then Gavin Thomas says, I have a Japanese toilet story. My mother-in-law has one. I was showing someone how it works, which was stupid because I didn't really have a clue. Water squirted out of the seat and accidentally landed in my mouth. (sighs) Juliet White says she stayed in a hotel in Bangkok and the inside of the bathroom door was infested with cockroaches. Little John says simply, I took a dump in Yasser Arafat's toilet. True story. He later added, Also, nearly shit myself in Bethlehem. Thanks everybody for those replies. I think. Bonnie's Reviews Today, Bonnie is reviewing Kesho bath noodles and bath bombs. We got these from the toy shop The Entertainer, which is a place that's fun to sit outside on a Sunday because they don't open on Sunday due to their owners being Mormons and watch all the people walking up to it going, Oh, is it shut? Kelly, it's shut. You what? What's it shut for? The bath noodles were £4 and the bath bombs are usually a couple of quid each. Let's get making! Hello, Bonnie. Hello. Right, today we've got something new for the bath. We're going to take a trip to the Far East with these Kesho, Kesho, don't know what that is. Bath noodles! Now, I've never seen these before, have you? Bath noodles and then a little stack of all these different colours says on the back warning do not apply to damaged, sunburnt, inflamed or sensitive skin. Have you got any of that stuff? Nah. Right, do you want to get in or do you want to put these in first? Put them in first. Right. They're not getting to needles. It's set how old are you? Five. It says seven plus, but I'll keep a close eye on you. I think you'll be fine. Close eye? Yeah. A close eye. What's it smell like? That one's more like lavender kind. Mmm, they smell, they smell nice. Yeah. They smell very nice. Oh, so let's have a look at what's happening. What is happening? They're just floating. They are, aren't they? I thought they'd be fizzing up or something. I thought they were going to fizz and fade. Tell you what, you get in and we'll see what happens. They've gone slimy, haven't they? Yeah. It's like soap, I think. You can rub it in. Ew, it's so disgusting. Looks like sick, doesn't it? Ew. And the water's gone all yellow. Are you sure it's not wee? No. (laughs) Look at that. You've got a bath full of streamers, it looks like. 
So what do you think? Good. It's a good idea, isn't it? Yeah. I think it'd be a good gift, wouldn't it, for somebody? Yeah. But they're a bit weird and slimy, aren't they? Yeah. I wonder if they're going to make a brown colour when they've all soaked out. <laughs> what would you give it out of five? Maybe like four. A four? That's quite good. Yeah? Want to give it a four? Yeah. Four bubbles. Also from Kesho, 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 I don't know, is these two bath bombs. Oh! I think there were a couple of quid each. We've got yeah. an orange one yeah. and a green one and they're both, uh, what shape? A uh, hat! Which colour do you want? Green sea. Let's give it a sniff test. Ooh. Just smells perfumey, doesn't it? Yeah. It's glittery. Let's put it down. Okay. Oh! 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 It's getting super dark. That is making the bath so green. Yeah. It's going to look like a swamp. I guess that would make you a swamp monster. Yeah. It's fizzing away gently, isn't it? It's not going crazy. Right, you might not remember this, but we had one of these about two years ago. And when it had all fizzed away, there was a gem inside. Well, I can't wait to see what's inside this time. Well, I won't get your hopes up because we've had a couple since and there's been nothing inside. So I'm not sure what that was about, really. Well, it's all fizzed away and there was no gem inside this time. Uh-uh. So I'm not sure what that was about. It was probably like a million pound prize that we forgot to claim knowing us. It's like swimming in food colouring. How many bubbles would you give it out of five? I will give it like a five out of five. It's five? It's really cool. Five out of five. Right then, Swamp Monster. Let's wash your hair. Right, time to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Should we say it in Japanese? Yeah. Say, Oyasumi nasai. It's pretty good. Be sure to join me next time for more good, clean fun. Pip pip. You've been enjoying Hugh Rain's Sodcast. Everything you heard by Hugh Rain. Get a bit of talking powder on me gooch.